Oh, here come the fries. Great start. They might be for they might be for the bartender. <laughs> so we're at Foreign Hub Brewing, um, which is, as Kieran has pointed out, the quint uh, quintessential American um, style. Small, American brewing vibe out the back of a, of, a, of a warehouse with your classic roller door, and you stroll in the roller door, and there's a there's a mirror ball up on the ceiling. Yep, um, great place for a mirror ball. They put a little bit it's of love into the they put a little bit of love into the decor, but it's, you can also tell that this is a is a um, is a place of work. Yeah. So it's utilitarian and delightful. You may be able to hear the sweet, sweet sounds of, um, well, it sounds like vacuum cleaning, but I think it's... <laughs> They're making beer right They're now. They're making beer right now. The place smells like malt. Oh. Um, we'll definitely chuck some photos up on the Facebook and the Instagram, because it's a bloody cracking place. As suggested, Callum, by you, uh, in, the, you in the previous edition, which was 25, how good is it? knowing exactly what episode we're up to because of the now regular scheduling of the podcast. <laughs> this is the first time we've done two podcasts in a, a month span for about two and a half years. Yep. So this is episode 26. 26, a notable number, as it is the uh, my my father, mm. Barry Bullock himself, yeah. the original Barry Bullock. Uh, his birthday is the 26th of June. Oh, so a very, fact. very loose connection to the podcast that is not named after my father. It's an amalgamation of the surnames of myself and Mr. Nick Barry, who we should mention is not joining us today. Nope. Um, he had a big day taking his young son, Ryan, to the football. What are your thoughts on taking babies to sporting events? Because Big Dog was like, i got to make sure I take him to the football. Mm. He's a baby. <laughs> does does he need to go to the football? Underage. Or did Big Dog really just want to go to yeah, the football? Yeah, I think he wanted to go to I think he wanted to go to football. Yeah. My big statement here, and I might court some discussion with this. You gotta, make, age, you gotta make some big statements here. Under That's age the 10, rule. it's wasted money. As a kid <laughs> that went to so many baseball games, basketball games, football games, under age ten, that kid's Picking his nose the whole time, he gets no value. And he out said of that. that they don't, they wouldn't charge Big Dog for no. getting his son into no, the I game. Think, I, true. I think it'd be. He, I think the child would be. He like this three up until the age of four or five or something. Like because he's not, he's not taking up extra space. I'd say if they don't take up a seat, yeah. they wouldn't be charged. Because like yeah. they do a lot of kids under football, kids under five for free. I think is the general AFL mm. rule. Yeah, I know on airlines. They do. They Air do. In New Zealand specifically, is you are you can go basically travel free until the age of two. Yeah, because you're more or less just on your mother's or dad's but lap. I, I do think if you are taking up a seat, then you should you should pay an airfare because absolutely not only you're taking up a seat. If you are a baby, if you're bringing your baby on an airplane, you are more likely than not impinging on the quietude of other yeah. airline yeah. passengers. And all power to you, but you should. You should be contributing to the the cost I, of putting I, I the air in the plane in the air. Agree. Yeah. If you're sitting on the knee and you're not taking up any extra space, that's why. You look that's around, you're on a long haul fly and you're like, God, why have all these people got babies and toddlers? But then you realise, and you only really realise this when your friends start having children, but like, they try and get away for a quick holiday yeah. before the kid turns well, the two. Kids. <laughs> you know, the kid's rocking, you know, 22 months and like, quick. We better get across the Tasman and about to the Gold Coast. I should have a I bit should, of a hoot. I should send um, Tom a message and ask him whether he and Jill, because Bob, 
uh, Tom and Jill's baby, Tom and Jill's baby is yeah. just about to turn one. He's having a first birthday oh, party, yeah, and I should chicken. send them a message asking them whether they're planning on going on a holiday. You've got eleven months. You've to get got away. eleven months to do a little, then, do a little getaway. Otherwise, Bob's paying for his seat. Because I feel like, I feel like when you buy a seat on the airline, you buy you're renting space. You're renting that, and space. that space is determined. Boarded by the armrests and by the back of your seat and by the thing. And if someone is infringing on your space, I think you have a right to be to be a bit annoyed that your space is being given, infringed. Given that the airlines to given that the airlines do charge you for the privilege of, of gaining extra space yes. by by you, you, by you pay an extra seat. fee mm. to have extra legroom for instance. Absolutely, you should be allowed to protect your and the the, the the burden should be on the airlines if they want to maintain the price for somebody who is going to take up extra room. Yeah, the burden should be on them yeah. to provide that extra room. It shouldn't be on other cut on it because my dad tells oh. the exceptional story oh, okay. of when he was on a flight um, back from the Middle East and he was sitting next to an extremely large. Yeah. Saudi Arabian man yeah. who had exceptional body odor, oh, boy. and he was he was taking up one and a half seats. My dad is not a large man, no, um, but, but he was paid he was for that space. clustered in a, oh, that's awesome. a half a seat, half of his seat for for a very long flight. That's that's not acceptable. It either the it has it should be the, the problem of the airlines to either provide those people with an extra seat. Well, not provide, but yeah. Or or, or or charge them for an extra seat. It shouldn't be incumbent but they, on the person who's sitting next to them to make a complaint about that. Because that's you read these things online, yeah, and you've, you you hear of incidences of airlines going as politely as humanly possible. Hey, we're going to need you to uh, pay for a second seat, and yeah. then they you know the people go to the media and they get done for fat shaming and. I think we need to redraw the way we look at the contract you have with the airline, which to me is you are renting a space. Yeah, and if exactly. If you can't fit in that space, you got to rent a bigger space. It's like exceptionally tall people that get are next to you and they can't literally like their knees, so they have to Stick do the old up. man spreading. And you're like, well, you know, you've got the advantage in supermarkets of reaching the top shelf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm afraid the price you pay yes. for your height. Is that you have to buy the seats with the extra leg room. Here's where yeah. I shine as you a normal size person. You can't fit into that space, yeah. you buy more space. Yeah. They got those cages as you go through the airport to say, does your carry-on fit within <laughs> this metal box? I think there should be a seat and it's a check-in counter. Does your ass fit in this seat? Dear listeners, I enjoy a, uh, from time to time, a sugary beverage. <laughs> I've been known in my time to drink a sugary beverage or two, or three. Maybe four. So mm, Lift Plus! Oh, Hagrid's Lift Plus. So, <laughs> but, so I'm cutting back, and here's what I've, here's what I've done. Because I've done, I've done like, you know, no sugar weeks where you give up added sugar, and I'm, I've even done a couple of no sugar months. So I know that I can do Incredible. it. I've, wor- I've worked out that if I've got a rule in place, then I can stick to that rule. Because I've got a rule, and I can't break the rule. But in general life... You do love rules. In general life, I have no discipline whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. You know, a bit of ice cream, giant can of V at 3 o'clock in the morning, doesn't matter, I love it, get it down me. 
Ice cream is delicious. So yes. here's so here's what I've done. Here's what I'm exper experimenting with at the moment. And I'd be keen to hear your thoughts. And it's very pertinent because today is sugary Sunday. <laughs> Hello. So Hello. Hello. Sugar is out. Oh. Monday to Saturday. Oh. Sunday. Sugar time. Fucking have a good time. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the problem that I faced today. I was like, hey, it's Sugar Sunday. You know what that means? I can have a proper sugary beverage. Yeah. yeah. But then I went down to the IGA and I thought, I only get one of these a week now. I gotta make it the best it sugary beverage that I can. And I was so overwhelmed by having to pick out one delicious sugary beverage. You that bought I just, all of them. I just didn't do it. Wow. So I haven't you had it. it you passed wow. So now I don't know what to do. Because I'm working once you isolate it to one a week. Yeah. That sugary beverage has to be the best sugary you beverage you buy. Mm. So instead I bought an mm. apple pie and some ice cream. Smart. I like it. I mean, apple pie and ice cream is delicious. I know, and I'm looking forward to uh, apple pie and ice cream. In much the same way, I'm looking forward to the uh, burritos that we've got coming. From the Brunswick, it's just called Brunswick Burrito, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Exactly right, yeah, it's looking so right. So we got chips and burritos Friendly coming. Folks. Uh, Sunday night here in uh, Brunswick, here at Foreigner Brewery. Yeah. Um, it's all winding down, but whatever, it's fine. We're still here. We're still, still here having a good time. I'm drinking this beer far too quickly. I'm drinking the uh, Foreigner Brewing Black IPA very And here come the burritos. Hello! Cracking yeah. stuff. Thank you. Wow, here we go. Let's chuck the chips right in the middle there. Very tasty. Sure, oh. that's dessert. Thank beef you. Beef for Eric the Cox. Chicken. That would be for me. Thank you. Oh, very good. Thank you. Outstanding. Good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, can't wait. Crack into this. Excellent stuff. So we're now going to attempt to continue the podcast whilst um, simultaneously eating fries and burritos and churros. So on the top of Kieran's Here we go. Uh, sugar-free day, that yeah. rung a bell. That was something I'd heard of in the States. They called it the granny diet or the S diet. Okay. Saying no sugar except for Saturday, Sunday, and special days. The S diet. Okay. No sugar except for days that start with S. Saturday, Sunday, special, special days. Special days. If oh, a special day came along, would you get a lift plus? I like that. Okay, so there are Christmas some, morning you wake up lip plus. There lip are plus some in the stocking. There are some you drink it. there are some caveats to the rule. There are additional rules to the rule. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So I can have sugar in my tea. Okay. All okay. week. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Because I yeah. you only yeah. enjoy a small, a very small amount of sugar in your tea. It's a, it's a teaspoon. Yeah. And I have maybe one or two cups a day. Which compared to a can of coke, which has got something like ten mm. ten teaspoons of sugar in it or something ridiculous. I'm not drinking 10 cups of tea a day. No. So that's caveat number one. Mm. Caveat number two is that I, if I have to get up for work, if I have to be at work before 7 a.m., mm. I'm allowed a little sugary caffeine boost. <laughs> that sounds nice. And I had a shift on Thursday at 5 a.m. Oh so I was straight into the V. So those are the two caveats. Special occasions. That sounds like you're loving yourself. I appreciate that. Well done, KB. All right, the rules. Yeah. And, um, if I'm in New Zealand, I probably will treat myself to a lift plus any day of the week. <laughs> Slash every day of the week. I am going, um... Are you? I'm going back to New Zealand next month. Mm. My mum, mm. the uh, the wife of the illustrious Barry Bullock, my mum, Gabrielle one Bullock. Of, one of the nicest ladies uh, She is ever. a lovely lady. Um, my mum's, um, 
I go, I'd say my mum's a lovely, lovely person. Mm. You know, simple tastes. Mm. But she has developed a, uh, <laughs> a, uh, an a, amusing habit of scheduling holidays on her birthday. Because mum works in tourism, which means she can very rarely get time off during summer, because mm. summer is the busy season for where she works. So, midwinter holidays, her birthday's in August, mm. tend to be the go. And there was, a, there was a, a, a period of about five or six years where she was on holiday for her birthday five years in a row, or something mm. ridiculous. Mm. What but late. she's decided to keep the trend up. We're going to go and do the Transalpine. Oh, fantastic. Which, um, for those who don't know, the Transalpine is a rail trip in New Zealand from Christchurch mm. through to Greymouth on the west coast that goes through the Southern Alps, which in, the, uh, which in winter will be spectacular. Mm. So that's very exciting. Wonderful. Um, but I will definitely be having a few lift pluses, don't you worry. Clem mm. also, Clem also, on the spur of the moment, has booked. Oh yeah. Would they had a? I can't. I don't know who she's flying, but they had an exceptional sale, and she got flights to Christchurch for three hundred dollars or something. Return. Lovely. That's not crazy cheap, but that's oh. in the current climate cheap enough. Mm. Mm. There you go. So why is she going to Christchurch? Because they're going to go to Dancy's Pass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good time. New yeah. Zealand, a good time. Burritos, also a good time. We haven't tried those yet. No, I always, I always eat my chips first. Smart. Which is, but these are shared chips, so I'll just eat what I consider to be a third of them, <laughs> and then I'll get into the burrito. I am also doing talking, and you do a burrito. So. Yeah. Sorry, we, we should, true. we should, we should hold Come up on. our end. Well, um, oh. oh. Song ended. Atmosphere momentarily. Uh... Oh yes, this is a good tune. This is um. Oh, I can't believe it. Who is this? The synths are sounds like massive the attack. Synths are about to come in. It sounds like massive attack. It's actually a different song to the song I thought it was. So <laughs> sorry about that. But that, to be fair, I couldn't name the song that I thought it was anyway. Mm. <laughs> so there we go. I was. Got, we did talk on the last podcast about um, new segments. Mm. Oh, this is the song I thought it was. Okay. Great content. <laughs> I still can't Agreed. name the Agreed. song. I still can't no. name the song, but this is the song I thought it was. <laughs> but the other segment that I was going to uh, introduce, which I can do now, mm. it's a very short one. Just a, a real short one. I love it. Right. And we can pretty much just throw in wherever, whenever we want. Deal. And it's um, the segment is called, You're a Wanker If. <laughs> And all you have to do is just name, just add something to the end of that mm. sentence. So I'll kick off a couple, and then if you've got, and then, but that's just something to think about as you're traversing right. through the world. So, so I'll kick it off with this. You're a wanker if you wear sunglasses inside. That's fair. I agree. Yep. As somebody who's worn sunglasses inside many times, I felt like a wanker when I was doing it. Eric doesn't have that occasion, that, that, yeah. that, that experience very often because Eric wears real glasses. Yeah, seeing glasses. glasses. And the other one glasses. The yeah. other one is you're a wanker if you drive a BMW. Mm. <laughs> BMWs, I'm afraid to say, Seconded. are wankers' cars. Agreed. Because the the current model, the current line of BMWs are all quite fucking ugly. So why on earth would you buy an ugly car? You're buying it because you're a BMW. You're buying it because you're showing off. You're a wanker. Exactly. And, and that's that's all there is to that segment. <laughs> so. So, you're a wanker if new segment, short, sharp, punchy, 
to the point. Mm. Plugs in easily. I like right. it. And with that, I'm going to drop my sunglasses down. <laughs> nice. And now I'm a wanker. What I wanker. wish that I had sunglasses now, but I don't. Here's the other thing, mm -hmm. slightly tangentially with the word wanker. Um, so for the last podcast, episode of the podcast, because as we know, our, if we've got fans, I don't know if we have many fans, but I know that Mikey T is... is one of our more ardent listeners. Mm. And so I sort of thought, well, he's got two kids now. And that's a lot to handle. Mm. I mean, right. he had one kid, and then and that, now it's twice as much. They've mm. doubled up. It was doubled up, a lot of work. Mikey T, a big fan of doubling up, as, <laughs> as we all know. So I thought, well, maybe, maybe he might be inclined to put the podcast on when he's at home. Oh, Cooking, yeah. cleaning, helping Gene his diapers, lovely wife yeah. Carla with, that, with the chores. And I thought, well... Right, we swear a little bit on the podcast. Yeah. I, thought, I don't want to be responsible for young Leah dropping the occasional F-bomb in the house. I don't yep. want that on my conscience. No. So I bleeped the swear words of the last episode. Oh. Yep. But now I'm wondering if that's going to be an issue with our new segment, You're a Wanker If. Oh. Should I bleep oh. wanker? What do you think? Is wanker a swear word? Ooh. That's such a good question. It's not, would... uh, it's not, I wouldn't know, mm. I don't know if it's in the official pantheon of curse words. But it's not a word you want your four-year-old kid saying. No, it's something yeah. you get in trouble for at yeah. school, I like, feel like. Dad, yeah, can I could... have a juice box? No, no son. No, you've son, had too you much can't. juice. You're a fucking wanker. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're a four-year-old saying fucking wanker. Your kid's already got issues. Mm. I'm just going to bleep that whole bit out. <laughs> yeah. Dad, you're a... <laughs> I'm going to crack into my burrito. Good option. Um, all right, so, so um, Eric, do you have any oh. wanks that you'd like to uh, yeah. share, share yeah. with everybody? <laughs> At this stage, BMW was front of my mind, actually, on my Uber ride last night. Oh, okay. Uh, so you went in a BMW. Did you get an Uber? Did you get a BMW Uber? No, I was talking to the Uber driver about what wankers BMW drivers were. Oh, really? Yeah, so you kind of, we're on the same wavelength with that one. And as somebody that spent a lot of time on the roads, this guy, uh, an Uber driver. They're who, poser cars. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many nicer cars out there you can get. Getting, getting I don't know. I feel like a high-class car... That makes you less of a wanker. It's like an Audi or a... Audi's a nice car. Um, I feel like that's the, the one safe bet beyond that. <laughs> the BMWs of, I'm going to say, like seven or eight years ago, there was a period of about three or four years where BMW made some very, very good-looking cars. And they make good performing look, cars. Yeah. But the thing is, at the moment, they're ugly as shit. And I just feel like if you're buying a brand-new BMW, why on earth are you buying it? You're buying it to be a poser. Mm. Because you got lots of money and no life. Mm. How about those? Wow. Yeah, strong, strong, strong for me. From you. How yeah. about related cars? How about a uh, how's a how's a mini mini made by BMW? Kind of a wanky looking car. Mm. Are mini drivers wankers? Mm. Um, I don't think a mini has the same prestige. Mm. I feel like when you're buying a car no prestige, for the badge, mm. that's what makes it a wanker move. I feel like now, just just in just in in, in just to create a bit of continuity, I feel like you can create, you could probably edit a photo of you um, with Serena Williams around with you, with her arm around you because she's she's a noted mini driver, Is she? and and you've just exonerated no her or exonerated her from being a wanker. So you could maybe do up an image of yourself, <laughs> um, a la you shaking hands with Rafa Nadal 
Apparently, my Facebook. It's a great picture. Whatever. What's the, what's the top one called? Uh, it's a cover photo. Cover, cover photo. Cover Apparently, photo. my Facebook I cover check photo. check that out. I'd like that. I'd react to it with, with so, a heart. Eric. With a, with a heart. Eric, um, <laughs> now you, you're, you're, you're one of the most diplomatic people I've ever met in my entire life. Um, <laughs> is there any. Are there any. Are there any um, you're a wanker if you would like to dish out. Oh, you know, yeah. You got airlines on my mind. You're a wanker if you oh. don't. We didn't touch on, we, we touched on going over armrest, but for normal people, three normal sized people, I feel like the rule is middle person has control of both armrests mm. in yeah. their seat. Yeah. Aisle person gets left arm. Uh, aisle person gets aisle arm. Yeah, agreed, wall agreed. person gets wall arm. Person in the middle, that person rightfully has nothing else right. to look forward to. <laughs> except, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Except nice. So you are a winker if if you're sitting on a window or an aisle and you your arm brushes up against that top nice. resting surface of the middle yeah. seat's armrest. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with the car. I'm gonna stick with the car oh, okay. thing. I think. These are these are um, you're doing these on the fly, and I'm very yeah. impressed. Mm. You're a wanker if you let somebody in on the road. Mm. I'm a big believer in let of, of, of letting people in, but oh, you yeah. let one person in. You let somebody in because you're one car, they're one car. Yeah, you can you make let that someone decision. in. You're a wanker if you see the opportunity of somebody being let in and you just swoop yeah. in oh, and drive straight in aye, aye, to aye. that space. That that is an unpleasant that is an unpleasant thing to do. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Well there's a there's a rule in New Zealand for when two two lanes are merging together. That you're pretty much taught this when you learn to drive in New Zealand. Merge like a zip. Which mm. means you know, think about how a zip it's one, one together. one from each side coming together. Yeah. So yeah, if you skip ahead, that's a that's if you a go two move. in, that is a dick move. 100% agreed. You're also a wanker if you go up, for instance, the designated tram lane in order to cut in front of other people. Absolutely. That's a very Melbourne specific one, but yeah. Melbourne specific one. Or, or it could also be like cutting into a slip lane from a non-turning lane. That's also a dick move. Mm. What were you going to say, Eric? Sorry. The reverse... Is there, uh, how to put it, a zipper merge generosity that goes to the level of wankerness in Minnesota? Two lanes going the same direction, side by side, I'd say. The outermost lane has a sign. Lane ends in one mile. Yeah. Minnesotans are known for immediately, like, jamming up traffic to try and get out of that lane mm. to the point where the Department of Transit will come out and publicize the zipper merge, saying, <laughs> you still have one more mile of this lane. You're causing more troubles by trying to be polite and merge earlier. We want you to come to the end <laughs> of that lane and zipper merge at that point. And Minnesotans, uh, my people, will... Um, say, well, I don't want to do it at the last minute. That's a jerk thing to do. <laughs> As if taking the lane to the lane's ending point and then merging in is a wanker move, which I don't think it is. Yeah. Is being too cautious causing a, is, is there a wanker, a Element. cautious wanker driver? We're, we're really trying to offend everybody on this podcast. We're not trying to offend so anyone, but if that happens, then to so be it. Um, BMW drivers. Now, I did just send a text message earlier on in the podcast to TD, to oh, Tom, yeah. and I asked him whether they were, he and Jill were planning on taking in a trip with Bob before he turned a two, and Tom's response was, yeah, probs, what's on your mind? <laughs> uh, 
Also, guess who can walk two to three steps? Mm. So, mad props to to the Bob. Bob. Um, All right, we're, Bob, che- we're cheersing Bob. Guess who's walking now? Mm. Just realise I'm in a, a dangerous bull moose position you are once in a again. Bull moose position. Speaking of bull moose, and also speaking of um, Facebook yeah, yeah, yeah. profile pictures, <laughs> my Facebook profile picture is. Unfortunately, a picture of me getting, getting bull moose by you, Callum. Yeah. Whilst we were doing the um, the uh, Melbourne Roubaix, oh. what would you call it? It's not really a race, fun race, it's fun definitely run Definitely not a race. No. Um, uh, it's a Sunday, Sunday ride. It's Sunday a Sunday ride. ride. Sunday bicycle ride. Yeah. Waypoints. Leisurely riding. Uh, maybe Delightful a little too bike paths. Delightful bike, bike paths. paths. Yeah. Sorry, Eric. That I I really feel like most of the being <laughs> no, no, late no, no, and no, missing no, the no. end was my fault. That's, no, no, no. It was a, it that, was a confluence of I don't know if that's the right word. No, confluence is beautiful. I thought, beautiful I thought it was, way. but then I second guessed myself. There was a lot of a lot of reasons we didn't all make it to the start line on time. Confluence means when when two I think when two or more bodies of water like rivers or streams or creeks come together that's I, a, I figured it was a coming deal yeah yeah so we should talk a bit about I, I I'd like to just phone in on on this uh, <laughs> event start with Eric I'm gonna go to the loo okay yep Callum's going to urinate or possibly take a shit yeah, I'm not, why did yeah. I say that <laughs> so so Melbourne Roubaix is a it's a it's a it's a, it's a bike event a cycling event whereby you um, it's, it's modelled very loosely on the Paris-Roubaix race, Paris-Roubaix being Paris to the French town of Roubaix, and it's famous for um, the riders go across large sections of cobbled roads, cobbled which roads. are very old, very dusty, and very difficult to handle a bike on. And it's one of the most famous one-day races in cycling. And so the Melbourne-Roubaix is a sort of a fun run on a bike. Agreed. Slash scavenger hunt. Because Mel- a lot of Melbourne back alleys are cobbled. Exactly and right. So, are, and so, lanes. Yeah. so we um, we had a bit of a hoon at the Melbourne Roubaix a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of our mutual friends, Jacob, was uh, set to take the take the start line on his Correct. bicycle. Correct. He pulled out more or less the day before. Citing some uh, some some injury, some unco- discomfort in his legs, an, an unclear knee injury, unclear yes. knee injury, yeah. And so, whilst that immediately after we'd recorded the last episode, episode twenty-five, the variable hour, <laughs> and, and Jacob withdrew, which meant there was a free ticket. And by that point, I was I have to say I was a little bit boozy. Quite, we'd we'd yeah, knock yeah, back we'd, we'd knock back a few delicious the paradox riflemen's. We had a, the, the, the filter Caribbean episodes. stout, the yeah. edge brewing stout. And I hadn't um, drunk a lot in recent memory, so I was I was feeling pretty merry. And then Cal said, "Well, you got to get up. You get you got to come and do the cycle thing." And because I was drunk, I said yes. You did say yes. But I have to say, it was a bloody good time. I'm with you. It was a blast. Fabulous and time was that. Thank you for uh, thank you for rising to the occasion. That's all right. Should, be, should be noted, I didn't make it to the finish line. You put um, in. You you left it all on the track. I you, got halfway. Uh, you cranked yeah. it out. The the circuit was about what 50k. 50k. Callum's yeah. back, so we're presuming it was just a urination. 50k. Yep. As a non about 50k. Yeah. Yeah. As a non regular bike rider to agree to a 50k ride, having not cycled in about a year, having not cycled in the previous year at 8 p.m. the previous day, without a functioning bike, you went above and beyond the the call of duty as a fill-in to come out and do it. And I was very pleased with the pace you set. 
the rhythm. <laughs> I was the, also the very strokes. impressed. Yeah. You, yeah, you brought a you brought a good energy to the group. But I think if you'd made it up that Turak Hill, or this was probably oh, South I was, yeah, I was never getting up. But that if, hill. if you did, I, I would have. Like I would have considered that a genuine miracle because you'd already you'd, you'd gone hard already. Well, I had some issue. I had some mechanical issues with the fact that my bike hadn't been ridden in a year, so I got stuck in a high gear, which meant hills were pretty much out. Mm. But then also, and this is a slightly delicate matter, cyclists, anyone <laughs> listening there, might understand exactly what I'm talking about. But when you ride a bike, potentially for the first time in a while, all your body weight is sort of funneled down to the very small portion of your undercarriage right. that makes contact with the seat. Mm. And as mentioned, my body weight oh. is uh, high-ish. Oh. And um, fair, to say that, right. fair to say that halfway through, Keeping I was together, feeling maybe. a little bit sore <laughs> at the very, very tippy tops of my legs. Yep. To such an extent that I literally couldn't sit down on the seat anymore. Yep. And we got to Flinders Street Station here in Melbourne, which is about the halfway point. And I just had to withdraw. I said, boys, I'm out. Which was disappointing. But I was um, in, in some sort of agony between the legs. And that's not what you want. No. no. That's never what you want. Uh, Eric, were you on for the ride? Were you wearing a chamois? I was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, so I think Sam, <laughs> Eric, and I were all wearing chamois. They we were in bike shorts. <laughs> um, which so a little padding. Uh, just that little bit of padding, and but also mostly just the re- no friction. That's, exactly. That's mostly what you want. Um, 50Ks so I reckon next time, as a, as a present to you, when we do do Melbourne Roubaix next time, I'm going to buy you a pair of bike shorts. And, well, I've, and got, we'll... I've got running shorts. Yeah, bike shorts are different. Are they? They are. Very much so. Eric? They are different, there's I a, There's a chamois. There's like a, there's like a bit of... I always thought a chamois was a cloth. It um, is, but it's also... Eric, do you want to... Yeah, I'm going to get on these churros because it's Sunday and I can have them. Yeah. Exactly right. Sugary Sunday! Yeah, running shorts or compression shorts, sports compression shorts, are very oh, comfortable great. and a similar material to a chamois, two padded, two padded cycling shorts. But, yeah, imagine that... That, yeah, that, that butt cheek taint area that mm. does hit the seat. Imagine a good... I don't know, a centimeter of like a cushiness, of cushiness, cushiness huh? foam, soft fabric. That's designed to wick moisture away and Gross, all that yeah. sort of business. Yeah. Because a humid, a humid undercarriage, I feel like it's just gonna <laughs> boost boost the tenderness, boost the, the yeah. friction. Yeah, and so I think we set you up for a bit of difficulty when we didn't didn't, didn't. tell you that. Well I have noticed, you know, having ridden bikes in varying sort of patches, mm. when you come back to riding a bike after a while. It takes you a couple of rides to uh, toughen up those mm, definitely, areas yeah. of your body. Those are areas of your body that don't take weight in any other situation. You're suddenly taking all of your weight and the stresses of bouncing around on the cobbles. So I feel like if I just needed to work my way in, but maybe some padded shorts would have assisted. Would have, yeah, would have assisted. But I the still other, the, don't think, because the, 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 the race went near my house, and I was already eyeing that up as the finish line. It's like, if I get close to my house, that's probably where I'm abandoning. The, the the other thing to consider there, and, and this is I don't know whether you found this, Eric, but I wasn't wearing gloves, and I, and 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 mm. afterwards I, that was a little bit sore on the. Uh, oh, so hard, yeah. so hard on the hands. The cobbles were brutal. Almost man. more so than the rear end. Yeah, the wrist and arm strain of getting rattled on cobbles yeah. is. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a rough bit. I didn't expect it to be that rough. <laughs> I, I, I got, I got, I got layers of skin taken off my, um, yeah, taken off my my pistol grip. I don't know. Mm, yeah. There's a lot to it, and it's mentally exhausting going over those cobbles, especially in some of these Melbourne laneways. You yeah. got to be looking where yeah, you're pedaling. If, if you get grabbed like by it, some stones, I, I you're gonna have, go over the bar. I wonder. I wonder how many people would properly stack it on Melbourne mm. Bay because there's some bits that are that are tram track esque. <laughs> True. And, and Eric, well, you'd, just, you'd have to go I, slow. Eric, you weren't here for this, but I Eric did, did experience see. some I genuine, yeah. some genuine a, Melbourne tram track. I examined those very closely. Yeah, I, I, we were coming up Sydney Road, and I thought, well, I've I've heard about these tram tracks. Let's check them out. <laughs> sure I'm, enough, I got grabbed and just tipped over nice and easy right in the middle of Sydney Road. I, I felt like this was an, an inadequate number of How many did they give us? That was four. Was oh, only, I ate two of them. I no, thought that's there was okay. like six. No, that's okay. But there was only there was only four, and that was, that was an expensive sure. Well, I like you. I like that you're whispering. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know who is. You don't. You, with you, with the you don't know how the, like the feedback's going to be. Because I did rate the. I did. I did hype these quite something. Mm. I would say. I don't think a burrito is something up. that you can really hype. A, a burrito can realistically only be so good. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you hype a burrito, I'm expecting a good burrito. I'm yeah. not expecting to get my face blown off with flavor. <laughs> you know, it's meat, well not meat for you, but you know, no. it's, it's vegetables, sauces, cheese, yeah, wrapped up in a, a thin bread. I, I tried a... the black bean, I, I had the tofu last time, and I have to say I prefer the tofu. I think the tofu... Okay is better than the black bean. Mm. As a man that hasn't eaten a lot of tofu in his time, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Tofu's great. I had tofu, tofu in, uh, in Japan when mm. we stayed at a, when me and my family, um, the previously mentioned, I've mentioned all of my family <laughs> currently in this podcast. Yeah. I've mentioned my dad, my mum and This is going to be a special Julia Bullock mention. Well, we've mentioned, have we mentioned her? No, we haven't. Oh, I've got a sister. There we go. That's me. Yeah. We did a family trip to Japan last year, and we stayed in a uh, traditional ryokan. Mm. Lovely traditional uh, mountainside dwelling. And yeah, they they fed us, so, so meals were included, and there were some exquisite meals. But there was uh, definitely tofu amongst that. Mm. And I ate it, and I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Did you have like? But like, I enjoyed the experience. Was it, a, was it like a raw silken type tofu, or was it like a like a konomiyaki kind of? Not a konomiyaki. Um, konomiyaki is a pancake. Pancake is a pancake. Style. Sorry. Um, what's? Uh, oh, I'm having a mental blank. What's? Uh, yeah, okay. What is the fried? The, the category of fried food just has a has a has a Japanese like yakitori. Tempura. Yakitori. Thank you. Uh, or tempura. Sorry, I was tempura just... is deep fried. Yeah. Yakitori is grilled. Yeah. yeah. No, this I think it was a silky tofu, whatever you said, silky tofu. Silky tofu, yeah. Yeah, it was like, and they, they, you know, like those um, essential oil burners, oh, where yeah. you put the candle underneath, and then you put the oil on the top, and then your house smells like peppermint for the yep. rest of the year. Nice. It was like that, except they used it That's to cook secret. food. Nice. Really. So they put like a little bit of soup in the top cavity, and then you cook the tofu. It was. That's incredible. Lovely experience, yeah. But tofu, still a bit weird. Not for yeah. you. Haven't quite got on board with the tofu. That's yet. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. To- tofu was a vessel. Really. F- fair to say, fair to say, Dad wasn't all on the, all about the tofu either. <laughs> wasn't Your a, Dad didn't quite know what to make. Look, of the your tofu. Dad is many things. A gourmet is is not one of them. Something for everyone in Japan. This song is, this is part a of the Lost in Translation soundtrack. So that's Japanese. 
Exactly. Yeah, what right. a, what yeah. a nice tie-in. A great tie-in. Does, oh, okay. does anybody have a bone? Does anybody uh, have a bone to pick? I, not particularly interesting one, but I've got a, I've got a, just a, a little short, sharp bone spatula combo. Bone spatula combo. Well, we've done, we've done the bone spatula. Yeah. Did that once, mm-hmm. where I simultaneously praised and cut down. Uh, George Lazenby. No, George Lazenby, that's George right. George Lazenby, the uh, Australian Bond. Much to the chagrin of one Mr. Nick Barry. And Wilton. That was the Christmas one. It's ridiculous. We, that's, that's the, that's, you were there, Eric, for that I one. I was there. That was the Eric debut. Mm. Um, Eric, you didn't try the, the, the delicious... You didn't try the delicious caramel. That shit's good stuff. I did get a first dip in there, and I thought it'd be... You already scooped a, the hell out of it. A gross thing to... Bite and then put my bitten bit in there. Well, you, you, you had didn't, the you last. Didn't, you didn't oh, I did to, have the last you, one. You could have double dipped oh. to your heart's content, Eric. You really mm. could have. So, no. So this time, this, so that was that, that, was, no, that no, was a that was a a bone spatula. That was a combining <laughs> Eric, of I'm the two segments. Yeah. This is a this, this is, is a bone a, and a spatula, at, but at, with a unified theme, unified and they're very short. Different things. They're very short. All right. So my bone. Without further ado, my my so the. They're thematically linked, and it's very simply my bone that I am picking is with Southern Cross train station here in Melbourne. No rubbish bins on the platforms. Just Mm. so frustrating. It's ridiculous. Because a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, they took out all the bins off the platforms. Because they were replacing them with with see-through things. Well, no, they weren't replacing them. I, I, I think there was some sort of... Specific terror threat. Yeah, that they right. went through and took yeah. away all the bins off all the platforms in the stations for about a year. A year, sounds and then they right. replaced them with these weird transparent hanging bag hanging bag things. But not in Southern Cross. Southern Cross still doesn't have any rubbish bins on the platforms, and it's infuriating. Because mm. I like Southern Cross as a train station. I think it's funky, but that annoys me. I like it as well. I think it's a cool train station. My spatula, Uh, my thematically linked spatula, which is for something that is underrated and needs a nice little shout out, Mm. is Flinders Street Station. (laughs) Post makeover. Nice station. With the new lighting at night time. Very good looking. Stunning. Outstanding. You know what I still don't rate though? It's like it belongs in Vienna. Mm, I've got a bone. I've got a bone. I've got a genuine bone. This is something that's been pissing me off for years. Okay. Genuinely making me upset and angry. Wow. With Metro. This is, this Ah. makes me up. Well, I mean, this this could be a long list, but. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's a very specific thing, and I'm sure. So you're a man that doesn't take a lot of trains. I, I take a few trains. Do you? Well, I, if, I, if I take the train, I can take the train to Box Hill and then ride from Box Hill to my oh, work. Oh, okay. So I, I do do that on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, all right. Um, okay, my bone is with the absurdly inadequate number of maps of the public transport network that are on PTV trains. Yep. They are yep. nowhere. They are absolutely nowhere. You, on the, you go anywhere in the rest of the fucking world... And they will have maps yeah, yeah. of the of the network mm. everywhere. They will be on the trains. They will be multiple times on the train. In on Melbourne trains, they have one per door. Per, sorry, per set of two doors spread throughout the train. They are not on the platforms at all. That's fair. And, and you yeah. have to walk halfway across. You have to actually in Flinders Street. You have to buzz out of the gate, 
to get outside to look at a map of the train network, which is ridiculous. Yeah. That's insane. That's they the they are upgrading Flinders Street with more maps and stuff, but it's, I think oh. I think your point is valid. My, my, my it's such an easy fix as well. It's such an easy fix. To tag to tag onto that, um, the map that's on the train the train is always above someone's head. Yeah. So to yeah. go to go and like those sideways bench seats, like the little little exactly. sideways no, bench the seats. Priority seats. Yeah. To go and to go and look at the map, you literally have someone sitting in that seat. Literally have to stand in front of them and look over their head. And that's awkward as well. Mm. To just be like, I'm just gonna have a look at this thing. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair I think there's a fair. They should gripe. be plastered. The other thing, it's a bit I guess it's a bit of a is it a, a bit of a mini bone? A bit of a A little bone. I'm just sort of I'm just <laughs> a, adding on here. Putting another layer of bone on this already otherwise well thought out point. Is that it always it doesn't annoy me specifically because I'm not um, I'm not blind <laughs> but the amount of times that the automated display and voice thing is not saying the right stations uh, so you're in the city loop and you're approaching Melbourne Central and it says uh, now stopping it Parliament and you know it's wrong because you can day. see if yeah. you're a hearing uh, hearing impaired, if you're a visually impaired person in Melbourne and you're it's relying true. on those like you must it just must be so frustrating. The amount of times it's wrong yeah. is... I don't know how the system works, but it's shit. It needs to be fixed. Or the amount of time that there's not even an announcement in the carriage. Yeah. I mean, why can't the driver just do it? Exactly. Because these automated, those automated systems do don't work. Exactly right. Beer? Beer? Public transport. Oh, yeah, we do a beer. Oh, Eric's hesitant. I'm out. I had a. He's hair. no deal from Eric. I had a hair. You you pushed me into too many beers yesterday. Cal. I did drink and too many. Yeah. And Kieran, then I. Kieran pushed me into too many beers last night. So. I don't I, know if I pushed you. We we played. Uh, we played. We a, played a Tour de France a, drinking a game. A dangerous one. No. Oh. Um, what was the Tour de? Explain the Tour de France drinking. Oh, game. so we went to um, we went to so Burnley Brewing. Shout out to Burnley Brewing. We went to. A uh, Tour de France viewing party at Burnley Brewing last night for the Tourmalet stage, which is the highest mountain in the Tour de France. <laughs> to be fair, you were the one, Eric, suggesting that you wanted to turn it into a drinking game. Oh, I don't you remember it that way. Oh, so no, I don't remember it at all, actually. I so. will be messaging Jacob oh. for verification that you are very much on the forefront. This is beautiful. I this took it a... up a notch, but yeah. We, okay. had, we had more rules. I did lose we had the lots, notepad, but we have a few. We had lots of rules pertaining to things that you would see on the broadcast requiring you to drink. You must have drunk a lot, Kieran. I drank a Kieran lot. Drank because yeah, Kieran is. had flags. National flags. National oh, flags. national flags. Flag. Okay, oh, fair flag. enough. Well, that's not quite as... No. It wasn't Bastille Day, so... There, but there Macron were, was there. There were uh, lots of clusters of flags. Um, and then there were large periods where there was no flag. Eric, you chose well. You had chateaus. Which Good for a mountain stage. Which in a mountain stage came up maybe twice. There, were, there like. were a few shadows early in the flat. Yeah. No shadows on the mountain. Jacob, how many times? How many churches did you? Jacob truly, had churches. Truly, every settlement that you'd come through has in French has some church, kind of seven hundred year old church, and so but, every town. They so came to, I think there was more churches than chateaus. Agreed. 100%. So Kieran got punished, Kieran and you guys punished. had a couple of beers. No, because there were there was more to there's more than on that list. Um, leader crashes out. Shots. Love that. Yeah, I came up with some crazy ones. That did probably you mean? Like yellow jersey crashes out. Julian Alaphilippe. If, if he yeah. crashes out of the tour on this stage, we're going straight to the buff shots. Yeah, that's. Good. And then there was like, um, I wanted to see a helicopter 
Yep, oh, those are my favourite shots because they have helicopters that, that follow the tour and do aerial shots. But then sometimes they do like a cutback, and one catches the other. There's a dog in here. Hello, dog. Um, so what do, is that? What the rocket is, KB? The rocket. The rocket, was, that a rocket was for a special USA moon landing tie-in. That oh. at the top of one of the peaks there was an observatory, a telescope, or something. Nice. And they timed it out with one of the helicopter passes that some uh, some guy was stumbling around on the roof in an astronaut costume. Astronaut costume. That's yeah. amazing. So if the astronaut were to come back out and he were to get on camera, we had to half skull a drink. I was surprised we didn't see the astronaut again. Agreed. When, they, when they got to the top of the climb. KB, you also had camper van people, which I like. Camper I van people was Eric's that one. He thought that he thought that we would we would see a lot of people sitting on top of their camper vans. Which I swear I've seen regularly in other stages I've watched, and I don't not think we saw stage. it more than once. Did not see stage. a lot of people on top of their camper vans. It's an interesting comment on our memory and visual perception. Whenever you have a drinking game based on viewing something, for instance, Clem and I did the entirety of the extended edition of Lord of the Rings oh. as a drinking game, and it's a big day. You, you get surpri you surpri you're surprised about how your memory ends up being incorrect, for want of a better word, yeah. Yeah. about the number of times that things happen. For instance, for instance, Gandalf does not go full wizard mode nearly as many times. Like, I'm talking like, Wizard Gandalf the Grey, you shall not pass! He doesn't go that that mode nearly as many times as you would think, possibly because it's so badass when it happens. Um, but scenic shots of New Zealand well, is, 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 is like almost impossible to do. You, 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 would, you would drink yourself to drink yourself to, to death, death trying yeah. to keep that rule going. Yeah. Um, the other the other one that's actually surprisingly happens a lot is Legolas looking vaguely off into the distance. Yeah. That happens an extraordinary amount in the first and second films. Yeah. Glad I saw him once. It didn't resonate with me in the same I way. I think I saw the first him. one. Or did I only see the first one? Maybe I only saw the first one. All I remember is we went to see it at the movies and it was like sold out more or less and we had to sit in the front row and I was just like, why do the, the cinemas should never have a front row? I mean, I know that they have to have a front row, <laughs> but like that, row the front row the that front. we were in was just, you were looking up rather than out. Yeah. And it was just, I remember being an awful experience. I'm I'm sorry that I missed it. That sounds like a lot of fun. On the other hand, I was good time. already very hungover today, so okay. <laughs> yeah. From what? From drinking heavily at the bowls club. Oh, I didn't bowls chat. Bowls chat. That bowls was, chat. That was how I got wrecked yesterday because Cal and I spent a big day at the bowls club. Yeah, we did. Playing pool, where, celebrating a thirtieth birthday. Also, where Eric was crowned as the novice champion. Of Princess Park Carlton Ball Club. Best day of my life. Highest, <laughs> highest honor ever achieved, bestowed upon me. Name up in gold leaf on the honor board and yeah. and a trophy to boot. I also is he actually getting his name up on the honor board? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's actually, actually it does, it does mean something to me. Yeah. And and I also received my first trophy for sport ever. Okay. Yeah. It's good news. It's exciting. Twelve years after joining the club and Twelve years. thirty plus year old. Which male. is which which and I, taking over the presidency. I mean it does sound rude. I took I took chagrin with Annabelle, who's uh, oh. now our youngest member, um, saying to me, 
I want a trophy. Can you give me a trophy? To put this in perspective, dear listeners, Just Annabelle. <laughs> no, Annabelle's. Annabelle's. How long? Annabelle's nine, I think. No, no, no. no. Oh, nine. Not, not a millennial. I think she's about nine. I guess. Eight yeah, or nine. No more. Than, and and she no said to me, that. she's a lovely kid, and she said to me, I want a trophy. And I, I just had an internal model. You, you had should, that kind well, you of should want model. trophies. Yeah, but, but you gotta I, earn them. I had an internal monologue with a dialogue with myself where I said, "Look, she's nine years old. Just, just be, just be gentle about this." But really, I was thinking, "Fucking hell, kid, just s- settle down." You gotta I, win your trophies. I you had know. to wait until I was literally more than three times your age <laughs> to get my first trophy. That wasn't a participation trophy because those don't count. Yeah, um, waste of time. Waste of time. So. There's my. It's not even. It's not really a bone. It's more of a. Like, I guess it's sort of like a fish bone. A fair fish bone. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can't. You can't be too angry or aggressive. No, I wasn't angry or aggressive. No, that would have been no, deeply. No, at all. You, you handled it very well. I do have. Um, I'm just excited, Eric, about the pool table at the bowls club, oh, wow. which you haven't seen yet, but no, it's, you're gonna like it's it. It's there. Am I? It's here. You're gonna love it. It makes the bowls club a nice place to just hang out inside it now. Does. It's fun. It's like, actually a very pool nice Pool tables yeah. change the vibe of a drinking establishment okay. considerably, I think. I mean, that's probably a fair play. Yeah. We'll All give right. hype to Foreigner. They do have a dartboard here. I've spent the last three years yeah. of my life looking for dartboards in pubs in Melbourne. Yeah. And they very rarely exist. A yeah. nice steel tip bristle dartboard here. Uh, Maybe we'll go and throw some darts. We will after, after the podcast. Which we should probably wrap up because we uh, just hit the hour. So, Foreigner Brewing, Sunday night. There's a dog walking around. Absolute winner. You can see the tanks. Smells like malt. It's a bloody great time. Um, Chaps. And you you can get a solid burrito. Solid burrito from from next door. It's in a warehouse in the middle of Brunswick. It's where you want to be. And if you're not here, well, you're missing out. Mm. Um, Mm. But I think we'll wrap it up there. That is uh, episode 26. Great times. Great burritos. Solid classic hits. Sayonara. Alright, catch you later. Good night. Funky tune to finish.